the Bum Ankles Podcast. Bum I'm, Ankle. I'm Val Gravel. I'm Ray Gravel. Larry Large uh, couldn't be with us this week because uh, he's cucked by his job. Is too, that what it was? Too busy. Too busy. Too many night shifts. Too busy for you, our loyal fan. Yeah. <laughs> this is funny that he misses the episode after uh, he mentioned that he wasn't on all of them, and I told him not to forget it. Yeah. I love... It's like nine days, eight days to opening day. I mean, yeah, we're we're running right up to it's it. It's close. Sure. We're ready to go. Um, I would like to start this week with a little uh, conspiracy corner. Okay. Um, we discussed last week that Belazovic was demoted, yes, designated, and that Aaron Gleeman sort of nebulous nebulously referred to the demotion as like. To teach him a lesson. Yeah, somewhat of a slap on the wrist. And and our question was for slap on the wrist for what? Right. And my new my new theory is um that he is in fact more of a Jussie Belazovic. That he staged some sort of hate crime. And maybe he didn't get punched at all. Maybe he just passed out. Maybe he. Well, I think he had like a Nigerian guy punch him, and then, uh, and then like blame it. What and all these? Th- my my theory the is media. that he tried to do a Jesse Smollett and like didn't even get far enough. Pretty low like stakes. The, the police told him to go away. Yeah, it was like <laughs> we don't like, care. Sh- shut up. This is we're like heading into spring break time. Okay, there Bro, are going to be assaults at bars every day. This is this is this Florida. is Fort Myers, Florida, bro. Come on. Your Honor, I respect you and I respect the jury, but I did not do this, and I am not suicidal. And if anything happens to me when I go in there. I did not do it to myself, and you must all know that. I respect you, Your Honor. I respect your decision. Jail time. I am not suicidal. Okay. If get you get here. if you get punched by a parrot head so loud that you have to get sent down to AAA, like that's on you, dog. Well, it seemed like I think the way Gleeman kind of put it was that being the first guy sent to AAA. Right, because he was—he's not, not going to be on the major league roster no, no matter what. I don't. So think I so. think I think it's more just like, well, also you're not even throwing, so yeah, you're taking. Up you're not allowed to be around here anymore. Yeah, you're taking up time. You're taking a mound time. So, all right. Well, that that concludes my Jesse my Jesse Belzovic bit. He's coming this way. Quick, swing the camera around. I hate the media. Um, I think this week I I had such a hard time coming up with one single I hate the media bit that that this might be the I hate the media the episode. Um, I think that works as since it's just a two man operation this time. Yeah, we're doing it a little loosey goosey. Um, let's see what's. Uh, I I guess we should start with like maybe the biggest sports news. Maybe go international, yeah. national, local in that order. Sure. Uh, the World Baseball Classic is heating up. America is about to face Japan in a few hours. Uh, I have a very I'm sure the thing is is I don't have Twitter on my phone anymore. So I, but that also means that I'm I feel like I'm coming up with jokes for the podcast that absolutely already exist. 
Yeah, that's probably true. Um, but one I would like to point out is that is that uh, the Japanese national team has not ruled Shohei Otani out for tonight. He's not starting as as a pitcher. He's you not mean? pitching. Uh, he's not the starting pitcher, but they they said that he can potentially he can come throw. in in the bullpen. Sure. And and so people are really excited about a potential Otani Trout matchup. Yeah. Which is so funny because I I can't decide if this says more about the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim or the World Baseball Classic, but the the fact that in the championship game we're excited about two Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim potentially matching up. And I went over to Bovada, and they are projected for 83 wins. Yeah, I think it says <laughs> more about the Angels, dude. <laughs> what a trash org! They have two, literally two of the best players on the planet. Yeah, Mike Trout's been to like the playoffs once in his career. Just like, and he's like basically like what if Willie Mays played? What if worry? What, what if Willie Mays was a tank? Or, or what if Willie Mays Junior? You know, <laughs> what if Willie Mays was just like a perfectly square? New Jersey. New Jersey. He looks so much just because uh, I'm sad Larry isn't here. So I, I this is this will be a Sopranos reference for you, the audience, the listener. Uh, but he looks so much like Jackie Jr. in oh, some really? ways. Yeah, he looks like just just the superficially handsome but clearly very stupid suburban New Jersey guy. Yeah, I couldn't tell you how he's good at the sport at all. We were talking about Ron DeSantis off mic, and uh, I did not know. I was I was reading up on his days uh, as a uh, judge advocate um, liaison at Guantanamo Bay in uh, the early 2000s, and I didn't know that he played in the little league world series oh i didn't know that either did did you see that he and he led the yale baseball team in batting average he batted 340 his senior year what he can ball he can ball he Uh, knows ball i don't like him but he knows did you see that he said that he was geographically born raised in in florida but uh spiritually he's from northeast ohio yeah that's the issue is that he he can't pander yeah it's like what are you talking about like trump when trump does that shit like when trump hugs a flag or just like points at the bible it's just like you love it you love this you guys love this stuff i might have sent you this dm i don't remember but so i spent all day just checking the trump arrest hashtag yeah so that's happening that was today, right? It's today. Uh, no, it's tomorrow now. Oh, I saw someone announce. I thought it was today. I saw someone that announced that it'll be at one p.m. tomorrow. You know, another guy who actually knows how to ball is uh, Donald Trump. I yeah, I don't know if you forgot about Scaramucci saying that he was like draining yeah, three draining, pointers at MSG draining, or draining Damian Lillard shots in tassel he, he loafers. Was the best baseball player in New York City. Yeah. I thought, you know what I was thinking about the other day? I don't know if it'll come up organically or not, but um, I think it could be beneficial at some point to to elucidate upon our ball bona fides. Sure. We have two. I have two. <clears throat> One, our great uncle was Don Nelson's high school basketball coach. Correct. And he was pretty good. Yeah. At coaching, so... It had to come from somewhere. You're welcome, Boston. If I ever meet anyone in Boston, I'm just going to start telling them that like my great uncle taught Don Nelson everything he knows about coaching. I I know Don Nelson. 
the second is that our uh, on the other side of the family, our grandpa led the Iowa High School League in home runs for two years running. Correct. So that's so we know ball by extension. That's true. Also uh, included, my husband has. Uh, well, oh yeah, as a relative, those on the 1986, uh, those cut from the 1986 Argentina team because he uh, which team? Uh, the World Cup uh, soccer. Team. Yes, yeah. football. I thought you were referring to that. Isn't there an Olympic boxer? There's also a boxer. Yeah, a silver medalist too. <coughs> both the the rel- you good. can tell these people are related because um, they're all both na- of they them all have the same last name and they look the same. Yeah. One, well, one of them refused the podium to be on the podium because he. Got screwed, which I actually probably that that's so probably Latino. scans. That's so Latino. Uh, yeah, it was the it was the L.A. Olympics, and he lost to an American. So I could yeah, honestly yeah, yeah. see the screw job. That's so funny that every every four years we have to talk about how the Olympics is like is like this, especially w- boxing. Are you kidding me? But well, the boxing most fixed the, sport the, of all the time. most fixed sport. Oh, I didn't even listen to it, but Simmons did a thing about trying to figure out how to um gamble on the wwe on oh, his podcast because they're the trying to get the licensing and i literally wanted to jump off of it you should po- kill yourself just reading just reading the episode description i i wanted to put a gun in my that's mouth. as bad as when people do ads for better health and i gotta just be like no skip i can't oh and the, the other thing about people who do ads for better help is like two a one they aren't people on whom's recommendation i would pick a therapist no you know what i mean Absolutely. Like not. I would never if Bill Simmons was like, There's a lady I think you should talk to, I'd be like, I'm gonna fucking kill her. <laughs> I'm gonna kill She's her. She's the one telling you that it's okay to gamble on, on professional wrestling. Dude, you know what? I don't have this in the notes and I know we, we're calling this the I hate the media the episode, but but he did that thing he does every year with, with Joe House. One of the luckiest mother... Someone... I gotta say... The other day... I think... I'll I'll give Joe House credit. He kind of acts and seems jovial in in the way that he knows he's the luckiest man in the world. Yes. Uh, He at least seems like he's happy. But I was was gonna... Someone the other... It was Mike Love's birthday the other day. Kevin Love's uncle. uh, Former friend of Charles Manson and current friend of Donald Trump. Uh... He knows and how to pick them. One of the other guys in the Beach Boys, because uh, they all hate Mike Love. He's right. like the only Beach Boy Doesn't in the Beach. Kevin Love hate Mike Love. I think so, but Kevin Mike Love is just famously the worst. Yeah, and he's like the only Beach Boy in the Beach Boys right now, which is funny because he didn't do anything. Like he didn't Sick. write any of this song. He's just, like he was there. It's like if if it's like if the Beatles were still playing, but it was just Ringo. Hell yeah! It was like Ringo, but like John Stamos plays drums in the Beach Boys now, and it's John the, Stamos. Yeah, John Stamos, and then uh, Mark McGrath from Sugar Ray is the singer, which is to say not Brian Wilson. Yeah, not that Brian Wilson can still sing because he his voice is completely shot because he was. Long life. Speaking of, you know that Brian Wilson biopic with Paul Dano? Mm-hmm. Do you know who directed it? David uh, Bowie's son. No. Uh, it, it is a nepotism a case. Baby. It is a nepotism case. It's a Minnesota nepotism case. What, a Cohen? It's a poll ad. Oh, Paula that's making the Twin Cities Film Festival headliner. Mm-hmm. Okay. I got an email the other day from the Minnesota St. Paul Film Society that they've like announced the headliner of the Minnesota St. Paul Film Festival, and it is like 
a, a movie, one of the poll ads, one of the, the long-haired poll ad son sure. who's like in his 60s but like wears leather jackets. He's making a... Um, he he's making he he made a movie and it's believe it or not headlining the local film festival. It's about um you might have heard of them I guess Donnie Donnie and Joe Emerson. Have you ever seen the movie The Comedy with Tim Heidecker? I've not seen it, but I I am aware of it. Okay, yes. uh, Donnie and Joe Emerson are <laughs> frankly maybe most famous <laughs> for having a song. Uh, playing over the credits of the opening credits of the comedy starring Tim D- Heidecker, the scene when he's all drunk and like whipping his dick out in okay. slow motion. Uh, that's them. Uh, Ariel Pink covered them um, okay. once. They were just like two teenagers that like put out one record and then like got regular jobs. Sure. So I mean, I'm not saying it's a bad movie because I have heard people say that the the Brian Wilson one is okay. Okay. I've heard Paul Giamatti is very good as their manager. Um, I like Paul Giamatti. Yeah. And it. I've heard that it's like the best acting John Cusack's done since Con Air. So, <laughs> you know. Uh, well, now we're talking. Now we're talking. Um, he acts like a fool on Twitter sometimes. Oh, I was calling Joe House the luckiest man yes. on earth. Bill Simmons does a podcast every year with Joe House and then in whichever sassy black guy is working at the ringer right now, which is until they it's get Wozni, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, I was gonna say he has he has uh sassy black guys with speech impediments that work at the ringer until they get me too'd and then they quietly go away. And they wear snapbacks backwards. Yep, snapback snapback just like Bill. It used to be Rembert Brown. It's, it's what what uh what was this episode? They have they have a two hour episode every year where they they talk about who the most overplayed player in the NBA is, and it's like, Bill, how much two was that? Hours? How much was that Spotify deal, motherfucker? What was, do you bring to the table other than traffic? H- how much was that HBO TV deal? You don't you aren't good at anything. Any. Welcome to Any Given Wednesday with Bill Simmons. Eh, and maybe they th- do you remember how like the end of the commercial was he was like, yeah, and maybe we'll tell the owners to build their own bleeping stadiums. Like you're on you're on HBO, Bill. Shut the fuck up. Bill, you suck. God damn, you freak. I've never seen a man who's six two look more five I know. six in he's his like, life. He's like a actually not a tiny guy. No. He has such he, he has such he, little man energy. Uh, tiny dick and the also, smallest dick energy. I would I would recommend people Google his dad and what job he had at a certain time. The, during he was the superintendent when they burned Judge Garrity's house down. <laughs> he was the assistant superintendent so, ooh, of whoa. of Boston Public School District during the busing crisis. So, um, not good. And also, Bill will periodically do the thing where I remember he stopped having Jackie McMullen on. Oh, yeah, when she was... Because she kept saying racist she, shit. She couldn't stop. She could not stop saying racist things. It was unbelievable. Yeah. Every week she would do an impression of a black guy. And it's like, how long have you been in this business? Jackie, maybe it's time to hang up the... Hang it up. You know, she did. You I to... mean, she was. She would always talk about how she was retired, and it's like, is that why you just, like... Keep... 
doing this. Every week you come on a podcast and start doing an impression of Joel Embiid. Take a lap. Sit on your hands. Uh, But I remember they had a thing where she was talking about how she never knew that Boston was racist until she met people from other cities who told her it was. And I was like, yeah, I'm sure you never heard anything racist at the McMullen house in Boston. How old are you? Like 70? Come on. Come on. Come on. In the 50s and 60s? You never, in 1972, no one named McMullen in Boston was uh, complaining about anyone? That's always, because that's always my favorite thing about Bill is that how he like wanted to Change his name to not Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. That's one of the most like incredible passages. name or whatever. One of the most incredible passages of any book ever is the foreword of his basketball book where he just talks about how he was like, spent his entire life wanting to be black. Yeah. Oh, man. His whole thing about petitioning to be the Timberwolves GM. Yeah, that was irritating. Yeah, just ta- just being talking about how like how much money... That, 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 like, I think I saw Cat on the thumbnail on the YouTube. Yeah, video. I'm sure he was, and it's like, okay, I'm so I'm so sorry. That must be so hard. Am for I you. supposed to blame these guys for getting the bag? That's always been my thing. They won. They were good negotiators. At the very, they least. had a great agent. Yeah. Now I will rag. I used to give my Laker fran- fan friends shit last year, especially. Or earlier this season, where I would just call it a team for agents by agents. Yeah. Run by true. an agent. Just a bunch of people trying to get a deal on each other just, somehow. Yeah, I, yeah. If Donald Trump should ever own a team, it should be the Lakers. Like how the he Sears, just loves deals. The Sears CEO tried to adopt like pure capitalism ideology as like a corporate structure. So like yes. each department was... A fiefdom it was like competing against each other. So like, then you know what you know what building you know what retail location sits emptied in downtown St. Paul to this day. Sears. Yep. But yeah, I don't know. I and it was a while ago. I don't know that I have anything interesting to say about it other than like, shut up. Who cares how much they're made? Like, at least it's more. <laughs> it, it, it's more of a thing for this because there's a salary cap. I if suppose. I have to hear so much, but if I have to hear anything else about how much money Rudy Gobert makes, stop rooting for the owners as well. Yeah, who are they? Ste- they're Glenn. You're you're gonna most take Glenn Taylor's the owners. You're gonna take Glenn Taylor's side, a man, or even Alex Rodriguez. You're gonna take Alex Rodriguez's side. You're from Boston. Yeah, who just, do you think you are? Just there, I think there were two Timberwolves on the list. Yeah, it's probably Rudy and Cat. I would assume. Did you see? Did you watch the Knicks game? Right? No, I, I didn't. I was I was busy. But you, I was seeing a bunch of people talking about it. Did you see? There were two people. There were three celebrities, at least celebrities to me. Was this at the Garden? Yeah. Okay. There were three courtside celebrities that made a a world of difference to me. That they were there for the one of the mo- greatest performances in a loss by a nick ever ever yeah the night bef- the day before wilson reed dies they get blown out at home by a team with two max players not playing and uh torian prince scores Just 35 8 for 8 from 3 unbelievable uh, we had michael ely that the black guy with green eyes that plays the boyfriend in every movie about you know all those like black movies where like Hil- Hillary Swank is like an evil older woman mm-hmm. that seduces a black man and then like tortures him. 
he's the boyfriend in all of those movies. Oh, okay. So um, a, a handsome black man. Yes. Edie Falco. Okay, of course. Like the winningest Emmy actress of all time. And then um, Gerson Rosas. Oh, good. Hey, hey. how's it going, buddy? I, I still... I, you know what? I if you he worked for the Knicks. If you... That is a funny move by them to give him courtside. Yeah. He's like, if I... Do, if, I will say hi to the guys. Yeah, you know, it's like, I will actually take a pay cut to get courtside when the Wolves come to town. Do you think they, like, the Timberwolves players, like, are dapping him up? Like, my man. I don't think they ever met him. Yeah. I think D'Lo met him when they did the video with the private plane. Do you think D'Lo is actually the, the mole? Was he the one who got the picture of Gerson at, at the soccer game? No, because I, I the I news that was, that got the, fo- the that was, He was just in public with this woman. Oh, he was just making out with a woman in public. Yeah, I think he was hammered at that Loons yeah, game. Yeah, he was just hammered at a Loons game making out with an ugly woman. And it's like, all right. Hell yeah. Again, not a crime. No. The idea that you could get fired for making... It's misconduct. I guess... Who gives a shit? I still say if the you take are allowed if to do you it. look at certainly uh if you took a look at every transaction transacted under Rosas's regime you would be pretty impressed. He did a pretty good job. I just remember and Now we have Tim Connolly? Well, th- and I would I I'm friends with a big Nuggets fan and he and I were talking about when Tim Connolly came to Minnesota and I was like so I want the guy that gave up Jared Vanderbilt and Michael Beasley for three guys that aren't even in the league anymore. True. Do you remember that trade? Yeah, yeah that that is a yeah Malik. Because I was Vanderbilt. I went and copied and pasted the list of outgoing guys from the Wolves in that trade, and I said, "Are any of them even on the Nuggets anymore?" And he's like, "Oh, not for years now. They got cut like almost immediately." This guy gave away like two guys that are. At this point, big parts of the Lakers rotation for for, True. for nothing. Yeah. Now weird. Then he traded them away again. He got the worst side of a Jared Vanderbilt trade twice. He got hosed. I just think I mean the D Lo trade was like a very bad trade, I think. But I don't know. It also bought time. It got us into the cap position yeah, that we're in now. I think it's fine. We'll see how the picks turn out. People like Nikhil Alexander-Walker. He's actually he's he been plays playing real good hard. minutes. He plays really hard. Which I like him a lot. definitely something we fucking needed. Uh, everyone seems so much happier now that D'Lo's gone. Mike Conley truly seems like the he nicest person in the world. He seems like a nice guy, yeah. Like, truly... He was on the Ryan Rosillo show today. Okay. Talking about the Wolves for like 20 minutes. So I, lo- I I listened in. And he just comes across, like, he's ready to be on TNT today. Oh, yeah. Like, in terms of uh, a professional athlete that can, like, form a, co- a coherent thought about, like, just strategy. He's been you around know? forever now, too. You for... Well, they were talking about how... Um, I forgot that in college. Do you remember who his pick and roll partner in college Greg was? Oden. Yeah, I forgot all about that. Yeah, 
I, they lost to the they lost to Florida, the Joachim Noah yeah. Al Horford. Oh, I loved that team. I yeah, loved the, the no- back I loved the team. Noah Florida Joachim team. Joachim Noah was doing like the crotch chop after winning. Yeah, the, the I was a huge Joachim Noah guy. Yeah, he was a huge shithead. I was a huge Florida and Bulls guy for those runs. Yeah, he was re- he was really. Good. I was really rooting hard for the Derrick Rose, Jimmy Butler, Taj Gibson. Like the sixty win team or whatever. The sixty, the bull. Because they, they would have beat the Heat. Yeah, I was really rooting for them against the Heat, because I just thought they were a better team. But it, it, you know, things change. Bolster is better than Tibbs. Yes, he is a better leader of men, a more normal person, probably a more chill guy. He seems happier. Hotter wife has a wife. Has a wife. I think Tibbs is gay. Could be. I wouldn't be surprised if, he, if he, like, years later we found yeah, out. Yeah, he's just, he's like a Pat Patterson. Well, he's a perpetual bachelor now. Yeah, he is. Um, he's just chilling, eating lasagna. And he listens to film. opera all night, is what they it's say. Such a weird, yeah, maybe he's a big Liberace guy. Liberace, I'm not even going to correct you. Just going to keep going. Liberace, like, played the piano. I know. <laughs> <laughs> saying he's gay, like Liberace. Oh, Okay. Um, let's talk about... The, uh, I haven't watched a single second of the World Baseball Classic. I, I plan watch some highlights. I plan on watching it tonight. I've consumed discourse about how it's it's dangerous. Stoolies seem to think it's dangerous to play baseball at all. This is just some like kind of classic Cope. American, Cope. like, we don't care about it, so nobody cares about it. Yeah. It's I actually thought that segment attitude. of the Gleeman and the Geek episode about yeah, Gleeman, I thought talking gl- yeah. about Gleeman talking about how, like, d- assuming that Edwin Diaz rolling an ankle is, is the end of the world is, like, the most myopic. Right. Come on. Also, he's a closer. Yeah, you're, I mean, if you're closer. You're the ones who paid, the, paid him all the money. Yeah, that's a Steve Cohen problem, A. B, you're only losing, what? 60 innings tops. Something like you that. You should be able to replace Edwin Diaz. I'm sorry. At least, at least, like, the, the replacement won't damage the team too much. Also, the idea anytime, anytime fans start opining about how people should be safe in their off hours, that's when you really, you, you, that's when the, that's when. It was also not during gameplay. It wasn't a, 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 a I just remembered like game action injury. It was just celebration. Well, do you remember when LeBron used to bike to practice? Yeah, yeah. And and they would have like LeBron bike watch, and like a, a chopper would follow him, and they're like, "He's doing it! He's biking! Ah, he's on the street!" Maybe the worst life of all time at that point. Oh someone's my God. just like following you around. Yeah, you rode a bicycle. I can't believe he's on a fucking bike. You could you could fall off. It's like. Everybody cares, and even people in America, like I like watching it. The crowds are nuts. Yeah, they're so loud. It's louder in that. Did Miami you see the stadium that it ever has? Been. Did you see, uh, in the Cuba game? Because like the Cuban team representatives were in one of the boxes, mm-hmm. and so the the Cuban diaspora folks uh got seats right under it so they could yeah. throw things at him. I saw a lot there. What an odd crowd, honestly, to host the Cuba team. Seems like an unforced error to have it in, in Miami because it's like, well, there's a lot of Cubans there. It's like, yeah, sort of. Yeah, 
I would just have it in Myrtle Beach just so no one gets murdered. And there's like the guy wearing the Stop Socialism shirt in the front row at home plate. It's just like, oh, you're cool, Oh, you dude. mean Dan Lebetard? <laughs> Wouldn't be surprised. I did my That's so funny that he's like a socialist except for Cuba. University of <laughs> Miami uh, head coach Jim Laranega, who's a great grandpa or something, is a Basque Cuban who owned a cigar company. I was yeah. reading that on Wikipedia, uh, and I was yeah. like, yeah. interesting. Yeah. So you're saying. He and he, you, you used to coach, and he, he was a head coach at George Mason for many years, but he also gave many lectures at George Mason. It's like, mm. really? Mm. That's like saying he, mm. <laughs> that's, that's tantamount to being like, he's great friends with the statistics department at the University yeah. of Chicago. Uh, and now he works at Miami. Nothing bad's ever happened there with respect to clandestine services so no no everything in miami is completely above board good basketball coach though uh lucked into the when nil became legal could you imagine a better school to be at for when they decided to make paying players legal than the university of miami that is funny that was their whole identity in like the 80s yeah just not apologizing yeah we're like yeah we i don't care I, let's talk about let's talk about March Madness. Great tournament so far. I haven't yeah, watched all I've, of it. Uh, I've, I've watched a, a very large. Wait, what was the biggest? It. What was the big upset? I watched that one. Was that Fair, FDA? Fairly Dickinson University. I'm not going to Google him. I'm sure he was a real bad, nice guy. Probably bad. Probably two bad guys. Honestly, <laughs> uh, Fairly and Dickinson, the biggest slave owners in New yeah, York or whatever. New Jer- it's a New Jersey oh, commuter yeah, New- school. Uh, okay, they so beat Purdue. There. Coach, you know that weird yeah, looking guy? He's already signed with Iona. I saw that. He looks just like my friend's brother. Okay, because you know what I was going to say. That really specific he fetal looks like alcohol a little person. Person. Yes, he looks like a giant midget. He looks like a, looks like a, a full size little person. He's, yeah, he looks like a, someone with dwarfism stretched out. Um, but now he's now filling in Rick Patino's very large shoes. Does Rick Patino have big feet? Couldn't tell you. Mm. He really. I have to say, I don't like Rick Patino. I respect him though. But I do have to hand it to him that that guy, Pat Riley, had a bit of this too, where it's like, I know you hate me, and I'm going to show up to this game yeah. looking like the fucking Satan, just like yeah. like Satan Sleep would be dressed. Hair, yeah. Nice <laughs> suit. Oh, looking God, I hate this dressed guy. to the nines to get booed out of the building. <laughs> God, and he's he clearly really good at coaching. Like he, yeah. he wins everywhere. And again, every he's sex worker positive. He's a, he's supportive of Rick Pitino supports sex workers, and um, that's why he's at a Catholic school now. Yeah, I was trying to think of other basketball schools in New York he could go to, and then I was like, well, he's not going to Syracuse. Nope. So it's St. John's. Yeah, Saint, I mean, yeah, there's like. Fordham, yeah, they're D one. Can we talk about racial politics again for a second? Because I found it very distasteful that on St. Patrick's Day, yes. two different teams oh. in the tournament called the Gales were playing. There was a chance that they could have faced each other in the second yeah. round. Gale um, on Gale violence. Yeah, the troubles would have started. They would have called it the Easter, the, like the Easter, the Easter uprising is happening again. Um, fuck it, yeah. It, it actually, I looked that up. I was like, that can't just mean Irish person, right? 
And so I looked it up. Isn't wind the wind or something? No, it means Irish person. Uh, Grantland Rice, the famous sports writer, like the first sports writer, uh, he would go to St. John's games, and apparently they had so many Irish people that he just started calling them the Gauls, which is, you know, short for Gaelic. <laughs> right, yeah. And then, what's the other? It's it's Iona and... Iona and St. Mary's And St. Mary's. And it's just like, well, look, North NDSU isn't the fighting Sioux anymore. True. Like, I fighting mean, Irish is... Fighting Irish is borderline... It's it probably should get changed. But if we're gonna be That is a slur. If everything is being equal here. <laughs> I don't I don't feel good about myself for noticing it, but those that it, two teams Any team that is has the name Golden and then like Eagles or Golden Warriors <laughs> changed from being racist. Uh, Guaranteed hundred yes. percent. I really it took every I it took a lot of willpower to never start talking about uh Oliver Cromwell in the plantation system. Uh <laughs> last weekend was St. Patrick's Day weekend and it, it really takes a lot of discipline for me to never talk about Oliver right. Cromwell in so, the West Indies. So this has been a crazy tournament. So Princeton, for, the Princeton Tigers. Yep, they're sweet sixteen. I love Weird. I love, love a, when a good nerd school nerd school in the Sweet Sixteen. They seem like they're having a ball too. Yeah, and they're playing. I mean, they're playing really well. Yeah, they're, I they love kick that. the crap out of Missouri. I love, and the other thing is, uh, like I did watch the Purdue game as we established, and it's like I don't care how good you like if you if you can't beat the sixteen seed, you shouldn't be yeah. advancing. And they lo- they they froze up. They sucked. They they couldn't pass the ball to Zach Eady. They couldn't figure it out. They were scared. They they were scared. You should never make jokes about people's appearances. Yeah. But I did watch that game with our father. Okay. And he very much enjoyed how Zach Eady looks. And more yeah. than that, how his mother looks. <laughs> she, she is a big woman. Big no, Asian it's not woman. even. She's not even that big. She's just she, it's it's she looks like a lot lizard. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> She's got it's cold up there. She looks like a the... she looks like a lady that uh, goes to bars alone after eleven p.m. If that makes sense. True, a little road hard, put away wet. Yep. Uh, but <laughs> it's, look, it's, I'm sorry. Like, I I mean I was having a really good because I I find Indiana basketball as a whole very obnoxious. Yeah. Uh, I do like their little suits. I like their little warm-up suits. Yeah. I hope those never go away. Because it was very fun. Uh, because Purdue, that, embarrassing. A worse upset than the Virginia loss, in my opinion. Yeah, one of the worst. Uh, Fairly Dickinson was uh, like in, in the advanced metrics, just like in the bottom, like three hundred teams or whatever. Yeah, just terrible. <laughs> Average height of six four. <laughs> yeah, the shortest team in the whole fucking. I love it. D one. They they just were like, yeah, we're just going to front him and you're not going to pass it to him because you're cowards. And then you're going to we're just going to be like, not yeah, one sh- guy on that team could throw an entry pass. It was, yeah, it no was entry blowing pass. my mind. And on top of that, just bricking shots. Oh, taking the taking the very, easy very confidently jacking up this, the worst. This is, this is a perfect explanation how ba- like sports can be psychological because they were just being like not guarding a guy because they would always have two guys even when he didn't have the ball on Zach Eady. So there's just going to be a guy open at the three-point line, and they took that shot 
like 30 times. They shot 33 threes in that game and made five of them. It's I like, will just say, just take a dribble in, take a mid-range jumper at that in, point. In case you, in case you're not aware, Zach Eady is like a seven foot. He's seven foot four. He's seven foot four. He plays for Purdue, Purdue. National Player of the Year. And he has he bears a striking resemblance to Ted Cassidy. Yeah, he kind he does. He looks really strange, but he he like he's he should really if they ever remake Butch Cassidy. Yeah. He should be the guy that they kick. He's the no, the no rules in the night fight guy. He, he's also like, he's he's in a long lineage of these large ogres that have played for Purdue. Mm-hmm. But he's the best one in that he's like somewhat coordinated. He's the greatest ogre. But it doesn't matter because like no one can get him the ball on his team. All you have to do is like the Reggie Miller just like stick your hand in the guy in the p- point guard's face and they're just like uh uh. Uh, outlet pass, <coughs> and it, that it was, was just classic. Was they painful. They didn't. They didn't prepare. They slept on their opponent. And they yeah. They got and, and that and the it's all worse. And they the, lost fair and square. It's yeah. not like the refereeing was no. one sided. Uh, Virgi- and, and it's not like the the Virginia game where it's like Virginia's style of play is that they give up three pointers and that that team just made all the three pointers. UMBC yeah, yeah, yeah. made a million of the three pointers that. Like that, just once in a while, you're gonna you're gonna hit the team that actually that actually does it. That can once. actually take advantage of your weakness. And then, but and then on top of that, obviously Princeton being a 15 seed and winning, but Purdue has lost in yeah last Purdue's year they lost, lost to a 15 to, seed. They said they said on the broadcast that Purdue has lost to ran- seeded teams with seeds in the double digits in like four straight tournament. yeah they lost in the they they got to the sweet 16 last year but then they lost to the 15 seed st peter's because st peter's made the elite eight yes uh, oh yeah i so forgot they lost about that to a, they managed they were a three seed last year but lost to a 15 they lost to a 14 yeah as well so that it's i think they lost to a 12 seed uh little arkansas little rock one year as well and it's just like Hell yeah! Embarrassing, and then, uh, in so I, I obviously I, I love to listen to these college basketball podcasts for individual teams because they're psychos. Yeah, the, if you're okay, straight up, if you I know college sports fans are easily the most insane. I know that having a Minnesota sports podcast for three fans is its own form of mania, but right. like. Being like a being like a a Villanova basketball podcaster is being insane. A, a middle aged, uh, being Indiana Frank Hoosiers. The, being Frank the Tank. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Being Frank the Tank for the Hoosiers. And I was a little oh, disappointed. The Purdue the Frank the Tank Edwin Diaz take was great. Oh, yeah. Did you see what it was? I'm sh- I, I he didn't even so. reference it. Right. It's just five minutes after the news broke, he just tweeted fifty three wins. <laughs> God, he's the fucking man. Uh, all of our fans should Google. Frank hey, the look, Tank I like videos. I like making fun of Frank the Tank, but it does make me sad that like his job is to work at Barstool, so they, they can get laughed at, and and they can call him a retard they, behind his back. They just like throw quarters at him. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm sure Dave Portnoy enforces a workplace environment where Frank the Tank is treated with respect. And then I I love that in Frank the Tank's house, like, because oh. he gets delivery all the time, and because he, oh. he lives in like a a basement level. Frank the Tank li- like lives in the ground floor, so that he just like he just rolls the or, like oh puts his window down no and the food out like that. What? 
so he doesn't have to like, like leave, go to the door. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Literally, like he's getting slotted in like an insane asylum. That's awful. And then, I mean, you've seen him cook his butter, his butter steaks. I'm gonna be dropping a lot of Frank the Tank sound bites in here throughout, but. Watching him like handle hot dogs with his fingers in in his sink, like they're like, just in the bottom of his sink. People do people do put butter under chicken skin when they're roasting it, but like the video of him doing it is him one of the most turkey is literally one of the most disgusting I'm, things I've ever I, seen in my life. I straight up almost finished that video vegan. Like th- that was so disgusting. It's like I can't. How is this? How is he not dead, dude? How does he not just like shit himself to death? Well, I think at some point you build up an immunity. Like that's when people are like, yeah. "Donald Trump's going to die anytime." Yeah, and it's he like, can. no, his body. It is like the Mr. Burns bit where like he's got so many diseases. Like, you, have They're you seen that when the, the doctor's like has a little door and they just they can't get through the door and he's like, "It's like this." <laughs> um, it's just that he's so like he just has an E. coli culture in yeah. his stomach and it just doesn't affect him. You anymore. know that uh, the um, uh, the the mound of like penis of mold from Aqua Teen Hunger Force. <laughs> he's just got like that living yes. in his in his colon. A little basically. old drippy. Yeah, old drippy. I I'm sure they talked about. I think it was on E1. But did you hear about Vince? Speaking of Chapo FYM guys, Vince, did you talk? Did you hear what Vince said about if if what's his wife's his sex Amber. doll's What someone on a stream asked him what he's gonna do if Amber ever gets like too fucked out. This was on his stream after his dad's funeral, by the way. Oh my god! So he's like sitting there with his sex doll and his dad's ashes. And I'll get to that in a little bit. I got to see a lot of boobs and ass in the lingerie contest. And man, it. Oh, man. Um, just don't kill me for it, okay? Just don't kill me, alright? You can trust me on this one. You can trust me on this one. I got to see a lot of boobs and ass at the gathering. Live, oh, what live, a fucking image. Dude. Live streaming and. You know, he's all. You could never create, like, in a film, you could never create. It would be too As powerful an image. Yeah, people would accuse you of hating your characters. Yeah, yeah. You'd be. People would be like, this is, this is like something. This is cruel. This is something. This is probably. They treat you like Harmony Corinne. Or, or like, or like, uh, Aronofsky. Yeah. Where they're like, this is, this is awful what you're doing. Yeah, that's too bad. Let's go back to the NCAA tournament. Um, We've already mentioned Rick Pitino, uh, Satan himself, but uh, so he, if if he, something I as I've been editing is, I realize that not everyone has as uh, categorical a knowledge of uh, errata as you and I. True. <laughs> and so I would just like to say, so Rick Pitino uh, was is a is a long tenured one of the great i think he's a hall of, i think he's in the hall of fame uh, one of the great college basketball coaches and one of the worst nba basketball he made the tra- all time. he he for a long time aspired to come to the nba and he finally did and he was so bad that they cha- he was he famously employed the full court press in an nba yeah. game which is silly uh, full court not, press not Full, full court it. press is something you call because you're playing against a child. And you're losing. You're losing. Usually. You're getting beaten by a child and you think you can fuck them <laughs> up. Just overwhelm him. You, you think you can, like, make them panic. And, uh, but uh, he won 
the national title at Louisville, and I want to say like and 2016. Yeah, I think 2013 or 14. And okay. then he won one in Kentucky in the 90s or whatever, yeah. years and years ago. And then it came out that he was using sex workers as enticements for players. Yeah, and, and like pay, like among just payola, uh, just NCAA Stuff shit. that's legal now, generally speaking. Not the sex worker part. Which I should think be legal. that's still against the rules. It should be legal. Right. Yeah, we I think the problem was that there was like a the, one of the recruits was seventeen. Yes, I mean he paid a sex worker to have to commit such statutory rape. rape. Yeah, <laughs> so uh, but so he lost his job. He got a job at one of these anti-Irish Catholic schools in New York. No, well, first he went to Greece. He yeah he, he um he coached Olympiakos, I believe. Lucky him. Uh, and like won a couple Greek leagues. Can you imagine what? If he has any savings at all, you know, like what kind of house you can live in in, in Greece, Greece yeah. on on a, the Louisville coach's salary? Oh, you know sure. what I mean. I bet it's St. John. I, yeah, it's six year. It's a six year twenty mil contract. So yeah, I mean, I I am like sure in Greece he could have he could have bought the other half of Cyprus. Yeah, <laughs> to the Turkish Turkish side would he could have be dealing the, with him. He could it could have been Erdogan versus. Uh, Patino. Although Erdogan sounds like he might be on the way out. Yeah, he's losing his election. He's losing his election to Turkish Biden. I had I I had said this to say about the NCAA. Oh, tournament. we kn- but we need to finish the Patino talk. Okay. So he got fired. He got a job at Iona, this little school. Yep. He got them to the tournament yeah. for the purpose they, of they won their conference a couple years in a row. Yeah. He got he got that job for the purpose of getting them to the tournament. By which, it it seems like the unspoken rule that like, of, of of basketball coaching or sports, that if you take some time off and then win on a low level, yeah. you are given the opportunity to win at a higher level. He got transferred to another parish after some sexual impropriety. He got transferred, so and now he's done his time. So he was announced today that he's been hired, but it was St. John's. Yes, uh, St. Queens, John's, New York. Queens, New York. He's from Queens. Um, they play an MSG. They play an MSG. He's a New York guy. Uh, it's I mean, honestly, he'll probably do pretty well. There. Yeah, and a lot of buy-in. He's going to recruit really well in that area. It shouldn't think. be too difficult. But already, allegations of impropriety have yes. <laughs> surfaced that the the outgoing coach uh, was owed had a had a had a had a um, clause in his contract. That if he would be fired for anything other than cause, he would get a check for eleven million dollars. Yeah, huge buyout, which huge is how like buyout. all these con- all these coaches structure their. Contracts. And so, in they fired him, said it was for cause, made some nebulous assault or harassment allegations. Yeah, there was like a harassment, and then they were also like he didn't nurture a good academic. Yeah, atmosphere among which, the players, which, which is, is like, why we're bringing what are in. We talking about? That's why we're bringing in Richard Patino, yeah. Mister Tricky Rick, <laughs> Tricky Rick, textbook Ricky. <laughs> he he <laughs> loves homework. Um, so like day one, he's they're yeah. already alleging that he, like they sa- they they just railroaded a guy to get him the job. Ex- incredible stuff. It is funny that this is all happening in proximal to like Catholic schools but providence's it, head coach made a downward move to georgetown like ed cooley who's like ta- he's 
taught. He's coached at Providence for like 15 years. He's from Providence. They're good now, and he's just like, I'll go coach it. I'll go clean up uh, Patrick Ewing's slop. Uh, it is really wild it's a better to see, job theoretically it but. is really wild just to see guys that were you know moderately successful just be unable to coach oh yeah just not a leader of men well, that's the thing it's like richard or rick patino probably wouldn't have this high profile of a job if there were actually good coaches that's i think kind of the coaching thing. is like very hard it's at least it, on, it seems it, on college it's a lot of fucking work because you got to do all the recruiting. Yeah, but you gotta do I would say in the NBA you still you have to put up with well, yeah, your Kyrie's. That I mean, Kyrie sure. is the exception, but like you or Trey. How many coaches has Trey Young killed in in Drew. one z- zero playoff zero playoff games? One? No, they won. They, I'm just they, kidding. They, I'm kidding. They beat uh, the Knicks. Oh, but anyway, I wanted to focus more on so for the tournament. So I I went to Wisconsin, and Wisconsin has been in the tournament for many years. Like uh, they're they're usually in the tournament. I've seen them there. And then this year, uh, they they were pretty mid. They did not make the tournament. I will say, I I have never enjoyed the tournament more in my life. I have been pushing narratives. I have been I have been hating. Uh. Been hating. I I have never had more strong opinions about re- entire conferences. Just writing them off. Uh, if something doesn't fit my narrative, it was an aberration. There's obviously another variable to explain for it. Uh, the the Big Ten we're all trash because we don't play hard except for Michigan State because Izzo's a psycho, and he's like a pig in shit. He loves the mud. One of the things I love about Tom Izzo is I saw. Uh, I saw snapping clipboards when you're winning. I I saw like a hat sideline interview with him, and it's just like it's so funny that like he truly has coached so much and so long that like the moment means nothing to him anymore. Right. He was most happy that they got an offensive rebound in a, in a, at the end of, near the end of the game. It's yeah. Like, this is a man who doesn't like basketball. No, he's just a, he's just a crank. He likes yelling at kids. I desperately have to piss. Okay, we should take a break. Fuck We're you. We're going to take a break. Fuck you. We're back. We took a break. It's none of your goddamn business. <coughs> there was other NCAA stuff I wanted to talk about. I, I'll i bring up my my tournament-related I Hate the Media segment, which is that eagle-eyed listeners will be aware that um, <clears throat> in San Diego the other week, uh, Joe Biden, Rishi Sunak, and whoever's in charge of Australia, Australia this week. Um, they are very committed down there. They have snap elections like you wouldn't believe. I think in 2020 they had four prime ministers. Um, Unserious country. But they they announced that they will be buying nuclear attack submarines from America uh, and be borrowing some money to do it from England. And uh, the day after it was announced that the company that's being formed to manufacture these submarines was doing recruiting ads in the NCAA tournament, it was like called WeBuildSubmarines.com or something. And it's just like, we need people to know how you work 3D printers to 
makes some submarines that are absolutely we've never seen this story before and whenever we built. whenever we don't see it it always doesn't end with the submarines being real we're going there're going to be plans for the submarines also it's called AUKUS this this partnership to give um Australia nuclear attack submarines and apparently it has already hit a snag because someone in the Australian government did a little whistleblowing and uh apparently it's been alleged that America said that they would not sell nuclear weapon equipped submarines unless Australia uh promised to go to war with China if the need should arise. Had to get that in writing. Well, that's, that's just the thing that I, I almost cut. don't believe that that's in writing. I think everyone involved is too smart to get that in yeah. writing. But just like immediately, they're like, we need someone to build nuclear attack submarines for a proxy war. Anybody, anybody watching this? At home, bored? <laughs> do, are you bored? Do you know how to use a 3D printer? Do you have nothing going on? Did, did, are you the kind of person who took off uh, work today to watch the NCAA tournament? Let's see. I did get my like coworkers one time in, into doing like sporkle quizzes, and I did like we did one where it was just na- it was just a, a a globe or just a, a world map. And you had to name all the countries, and I got all of them because uh, I like that kind of thing. And I don't know if I'd be able to get all every country. You probably there. It's a, I've only I'm only able to do it because I've like done the quiz of, of right times. I think I like how many I could do when I like do it like randomly and I haven't thought about it. I usually get like 140 or something because you could just kind of like go by. <laughs> <laughs> just borders like i just go by regions like you could do all of south america pretty easy all of south that america kind of pretty easy africa's where most people really <laughs> that's interesting because for me it's the balkans true <coughs> but you're also a very a pretty well read guy so <coughs> i feel like you and you, you pay attention to the news right so. but it's like i i <coughs> but like people got like 40 and right. it's like that's not very many do you remember that? Do you remember that New York Times quiz where it was just faces of famous people? Yeah, I did really well on that, and Mom and Dad did very poorly on it's it. We're on Twitter. Although I will say, I got one who was just a Chinese woman, and I just wrote Chang as a guess, and I was correct. There were a lot so. of like people who I like could describe everything about them. Well, they gives you name. some of them. Yeah, I got Kobo Abe, not Kobo Abe, Shinzo Abe. Kobo Abe wrote "Woman in the Dunes." Um, Easy, common mistake. One of Japan's great novelists, Kobo Abe. Shinzo Abe. Uh, I got. I think I just. I was. I was testing that one. Just because I knew it, yeah. so I was like, "Well, let's see how how broad. Yeah, let's see how vague I can get." And I think I just wrote "Japan president" and it gave it to me. So, and I don't think he was president at the no, time. I don't think which so. is even funnier. R.I.P. That's how they knew what you were talking about. I, you know, we'll know it when we see it. Jap- Japan is a very. I like Japan. 
fine, but it is a very interesting culture. Like we just, I just don't think a president would ever resign twice because their irritable bowel syndrome got so bad. Shinzo Abe retired from the prime ministry twice because his indigest- because of his IBS. Like he's like my my IBS is bad. I can't stop. I cannot be your prime minister and shit this much at the same time. Was that just like code for um, like where the Moonies like poisoning him or something like slow drip? The Moonies don't have to poison him. He likes them too much. He gave them everything they wanted. I find Japan obviously like a very interesting country just because it is so clearly culturally different. But I do find like fetishizing Japan and thinking it's really like I think awesome that, and good. I think that's healthy. Yeah, I think I find that just like hilarious because it's just like, come on. You know that uh, that documentary I told you about that, about the the people that stalk uh, pop star Tiffany. Uh, one of them, he whatever headlines he ever made in the eighties, he made because he showed he did that thing where fans show up at the airport to see you. Yeah, and he brought he was arrested because he brought a sword and he had brought like a katana and a bouquet of chrysanthemums because that was like the highest level of esteem one could show someone in Japan right <clears throat> not that he's Japanese yeah, not that like, Tiffany's Japanese he just read that it was like a thing he just read that and he thought it would be a good idea and so but th- but so like years later being interviewed about it for this movie he's just like cops are so stupid they don't even they don't even know about how to be polite in japan so and i think if you did that in japan as a, a white person they'd like probably they would, kick your ass no or or just be like look down on you i think they they do want you to do the st- the rigmarole there, though. Uh, I suppose that's true. They don't. I'm just saying this is a country that's been dealing with incels since like 1993. They've been dealing you with incels. I mean? They've been dealing with incels since like 1200. Yeah, like we we have this whole n- new age thing about oh we're all worried about how lonely everybody is. Yeah, this is that's a whole country like basically foundationally built on being lonely. They they just passed a bunch of laws about like the circumstances under which like your estate moves around when you kill yourself. Yeah, yeah. Like it's so prevalent as like not saying it's they're a sick society or I'm not anything. A moral I'm just saying that suicide is prevalent enough over there that like. They're legislating around it. They they have to. It is part of the public discussion, very much. Ours is too. I, somewhat. I guess I'd rather it be the government than just seeing one eight hundred or suicide hotline billboards. I've already or picked, whatever. I already picked the two. I want to talk about something. A piece of basketball rhetoric that okay. you encounter frequently: the royal you. And we've actually referred to and it. probably me too. In hashtag me too. Uh, we've already talked about it on this episode, but the basket, Madison Square Garden, the quote unquote the mecca, the mecca of basketball. Which is weird because I, 
I've, I, I, I saw you tweet about this and replied, but I've also seen Rucker Park referred to as the Mecca. Of I have too. But so, <coughs> if you'll, I want to, I want to, I want to, I want to get your thoughts. So the existence of any basketball Mecca implies necessarily the existence of a basketball Medina. What do you, th- what would the basketball Medina be? Staples? Because it's like Medina is like where Muhammad's really from, actually, right? Right. And Mecca's just Toronto. Yeah, because Naismith's Canadian, so I guess it'd be Toronto. I suppose it could also be like Kansas, because Naismith coached at Kansas. There we go. I like that. It it needs to be in the Midwest. By that logic, then the other major sports would be the other Abrahamic religions. What is the Jerusalem of baseball? Because it's the oldest sport, so it needs to be Judaism. Sure. It needs to be the OG. Uh, I mean, the the fake myth is Cooperstown. I guess it is Cooperstown. But that's it would not have real to be. anyway, so it kind of works. Well, for neither Israel. is the Bible. <laughs> All right, so moving along. Moving along. I think we established that one. What is the Rome of football? Okay, that's interesting because the 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 Hall of Fame is in Canton, Ohio, but I don't think anybody fucking cares about that. That's Why is it in Canton, Ohio? I have no idea. I feel like it should almost be Oakland. Why? Al Davis. <laughs> sure. Not uh, really, but. Like I'm trying to think, cause like te- like Texas, like the South somewhere maybe, like it's <coughs> Dallas or something. I don't. I, I I just struggle to think of like a a city I find synonymous with like the origins of football. What's the oldest team? I I, I honestly have no idea. I know, but it's like the history of football, cause like the NFL is. And the AFL are relatively new leagues. Right. Like, there's not very much football history relative to baseball and basketball, even. Baseball it might, it might be oldest. Chicago. Yeah. Uh, it does kind of, even though, it, like, yeah, or <laughs> Chicago or, like, Buffalo or something. Yeah, something like that. But so the, the, the next question is what is the Avignon of football? <laughs> The great papal schism, you see. Well, okay, because you can do like an NFL, AFL. That's what I, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. You could do the same thing with NBA and ABA, I suppose. True. Football Avenue, and I say, is Green Bay. Yeah, that, that's sure. where that's the that's where the other pope would live. <laughs> the this other wooden the shadow, trophies, the wooden trophies, the, the shadow commissioner. Trophies. Yeah. The shadow po- the an- the anti commissioner would live in Green Bay. Oh, that they kind of do. They kind of do. True. They the community own- ownership yeah. is the anti commissioner. Let's talk about the. Let's stay on football. Let's talk about the Vikings. We've got uh, true. I don't like. I we could go through the free agency moves, but. For, I don't understand. I don't like it's. It's not people you've heard. I've heard of. I don't know I that have, much about I have football. No idea. I could. I could reiterate. 
received wisdom about their qualities to you, but I, you know, you could get that anywhere. I think the the general headline is that some of the bigger deals got restructured. Yeah. Kirk and Harrison took pay cuts. Yeah. And um, they're freeing Cap up, uh, and they're trying to get younger. So is the thought that they're freeing Cap up for one big splash or to spread the... Well, like we talked about, they only have four rookies well four drafted rookies coming in right and so you're just gonna have i suppose you you just i think you're gonna have to do a lot of free agents you're gonna hope you get a couple undrafted free agents that at least can like make the roster or something Um, but that's a and you know a lot of this is still periphery guys like you you want to lock all the starters in there's a lot of turnover as it is but you just want to make sure that you're getting you're not going to get young cheap as much young right. cheap turnover as you normally would. Field is going to be basically completely different. Completely different. Completely different, except Harrison. So he might even be taking probably just steps back and roll and important. He's like the only Zimmer guy away. left. Yeah, yeah. That I can think of, like the stereotypical Zimmer defensive guys. So yeah, it's it, they they finally started to clean house, and, and now that Donatel's gone, and we've got a good guy in, and he wants to get faster, is Which what I've makes, read. That seems to he's trying be to get where the game is they going. They let a lot of guys like they could have brought Patrick Peterson back, but he's old, old. So they're just trying to get, if not as good as Patrick Peterson, younger. <laughs> yeah, just yeah, just more athletic. Um. Now, you sent a rumor, an irresponsible rumor, uh, uh, yeah. to the group chat, and I want to discuss it because last week we discussed the same player on a different team. Mm-hmm. So I want to discuss what it looks like if it happened to be our team, which is there was some some was it was it Doogie Wolfson? Probably somebody like that. Hold on, I can. Was it Mike Max? Lamar Jackson. That's what we're trying to get to. ESPN. Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson. Wild card team. We are listed as a wild card team for Lamar. Wild card, bitches! NFL MVP. MVP. So a lot of people... Like you know, like we, I think we've dis- we've said this about Kirk Cousins twice on this show, on our young show that I don't even think is double digit episodes yet. But this is the tenth. This is the tenth, baby. Is uh, it's like the problem with Kirk Cousins is th- is that he's not bad. Yeah, and so he's hard to. Low ceiling, high floor. High floor. The floor is so high that it's hard to talk yourself out of getting rid of him. Yeah. Because it's like it's sort of like Matt Ryan used to be for the Phil Falcons. Rivers. Phil Rivers. Where it's like he's not gonna kill you. He's pretty good. He could he's win above a, average. You could see a universe where he wins the Super Bowl. Matt Ryan was up twenty eight to three in the Super Bowl. You, know you could see I mean? Phil like, Rivers could winning the win Super Bowl. The Super Bowl. Could have seen Tony Romo winning the Super Bowl, but like, probably not. The rest of your team has to be really good. Well, that's the thing is, like, on the other hand, Trent Dilfer won the Super Bowl, and Brad Johnson. Yeah. So, 
So, you know, it's doable. Jimmy Garoppolo almost won the Super Bowl. But the thing is, is Lamar Jackson on paper is better. Yes. In every way. He w- he could do more stuff. The offense becomes unpredictable. I assume him and Justin Jefferson would work. You would think so. But he is oft injured. And we've seen this movie with running quarterbacks before. Yeah. Not on the Vikings. Fast decline. Yes, we have. Don- wasn't I mean Dante Culpepper tore his ACL running. I guess. But he wasn't like Cam it, Newton. No. He was just he was is ginormous. Uh, that was a little different. Uh but the thing is is worst case scenario Tavares Jackson. Tavares Jackson. <laughs> but the thing is is what I'm saying is worst comes to worst that Lamar Jackson is unplayable probably right around the time Kirk becomes too old. So timeline wise, yeah, I would say it's comparable. I don't know anything about the money. What would we have to do with Kirk though? When we have trade. to like, trade him, what would straight up Lamar for Kirk? Yeah, how do those contracts shake out? I don't know. I was just we pay I was Kirk just... a lot of money. They like pay Lamar a lot of forty million. They pay Lamar a lot of money. True. That's why they're getting rid of him. Idiots. But I do think, I think in just like a talk radio sense, that if Lamar Jackson comes to the Vikings, they're just like NFC North champ for I mean, sure. Yeah, I mean it would lock. be a huge move. Lock and probably be one of the biggest Minnesota free agency moves. They're all trying to outdo each other yeah. now. They're all trying to be like, no, we're a real market. People want to come here. People love coming here. You're here in the summer for baseball. It's warm. Uh, so you know what? Uh, this this is a tangent, but I wanted to talk about it anyway. Uh, Mike Conley uh, did the Ryan Rossillo podcast today, or it came out today. And he was talking about uh, Anthony Edwards sort of from a personality or mentality standpoint, sort of from the perspective of someone that spends more time with him than a sports writer could. And one of the things he was talking about is that, and we've seen this go the wrong way probably with KG, but is like a guy that uh, is going to make it work. Right. He's in, in like what he was kind of saying is he's like the opposite of a coach killer. Sure. Like sort of no matter what Finch says to him, he's like, no problem, coach. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. coming right up. I don't know if it's as much loyalty as like it's almost like a self-confidence thing that sure, yeah. that he just he's just he 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 believes that winning shall spring up around him. Yeah, he's just kind of like that's just always what's happened. Yes. He's 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 betting on himself he's at all at times. Stuff. And he he's he is injured, but we beat the Knicks. Yeah. 
uh, on the road. Allegedly, Ant and Cat are coming back tomorrow. Wild. What if we're good now? What if we're the best team in the league? They have just kind of been treading water somehow. <laughs> well, the thing is, is like people, people, oh, the national media especially, and maybe the local media to a certain extent. Don't forget, we hate the media. We hate the media. This is We Hate the Media Week. Uh, something they always talk about is that like they're well, the Wolves are just a 500 team, and it's like that's great considering our highest paid player has not played in four months. Games. Yeah, like it's basically like the, given the fact that we've burned a roster spot in the starting five all year and are 500 is pretty good. Uh, I think that. Listen to me talk myself into this. Yeah, I think <laughs> the positive way to think about it is that allowing slow-mo and uh, who the fuck else is getting a bunch of playing time. Oh, Jaden. Basically, give, letting Jaden McDaniels and slow-mo get like, so much playing time, and especially Jaden time to like grow on offense, that like once he's back to being like the fourth option on offense that like he's just going to kick ass. Right, and he's so unselfish. And he's so and that gives him more defensive energy to continue to be a lockdown. Conley did say he thinks Ant is one of the best defensive guards he's ever seen. I'm sure. I I'm sure like it, it's all about team defense for Ant. That is what he needs to Yeah, really but lock he, in Ant on. also, I mean to his credit since day 1, has been like, I want to defend the best player. Yeah, he loves that shit. He loves that shit, and that goes a long way. You know who D'Lo... You know what D'Lo didn't want to do? Yeah, play defense. He didn't didn't go out there and say, I want to to defend Donovan Mitchell. He was pumped to be the Romer guy that got some steals and passing lanes. The lazy defense It does make you wish that... Like, there is a world where you're just like... I know, I know it necessarily couldn't have happened, but like, if it could have shaken out that it was like right now, we had Cat was still out, but we had like Conley and uh, Jaden, and then uh, uh, what's his name? Vanderbilt and Rudy. Yeah, just the all defense, first team all defense. Just so stifling. And then no no scoring. Ant scores 40 every game. Yeah, he just ha- it's like he's taking 35 shots a game. He's just got AI in like 2002 numbers. Oh, here's a good I hate the media shit. So Ant rolled his ankle pretty bad. Yeah. Uh, apparently the swelling's down. He's coming back Wednesday or that's the plan. But, uh, God. Damn, dude. On the Dane Moore show, he started doing shoe talk. Oh, great. Anytime shoe talk, anytime the footwear is in, invoked as as what, hey, and they, they do it the same way every time they go. They go, hey, look, I'm not saying this is what happened. But. But I couldn't help but notice what kind of shoes they were wearing. And if they had been wearing a different kind of shoe that I have in my imagination, maybe this wouldn't have happened. This idiot with his shoes. And if you, 
Ugh. I don't like hearing that at all. I don't like that take. I don't like your tone. You can't prove a negative. Yeah, it's, it's not just to Ben it. Shapiro it, but this like logically speaking, that is just saying something that, so that you can't be wrong. Yeah, you know, you sound smart because it's something. Yeah. Well, it could have been the shoes. It's like thank. It could just out. be because the real answer is it's it it could be basketball. He yeah he rolled his ankle playing sports. Yeah. But that's really Tough. that's a boring take. Shit happens is a boring take. <clears throat> I would like to bring up my um my ultimate I hate the media. I think the I hate the media winner of the week. It has kind of been a competition. It's been a rough week. Now, this is tangentially sports related. It doesn't appear to be. Today in the White House press briefing room, the cast of Ted Lasso came to talk to Americans, give Americans the straight dope on mental health. It's important. I just want to say that on behalf of myself, uh, everyone here with me today and the numerous other folks that that uh, it takes to make uh, our show Ted Lasso. It, it is sincerely an honor to visit the White House and to have the opportunity to speak to the President and to the First Lady about the importance of mental health. And nothing has made... You know, um, you know that guy in the 80s that he thought that Domino's had... In, his name was like John Noyd. Yeah. And he ill and he thought that and everyone would say avoid the noid to him and he thought Domino's was picking on him so he went to Domino's and shot people yeah he held up a domino that's how Ted Lasso being in the White House makes me feel it makes me feel like the world is personal attack I feel like a character in a Kurt Vonnegut novel like I I feel like the I feel like I'm in breakfast of champions in the sense that like the world has aligned specifically to drive me crazy yeah exactly the the show that started out from an amusing bit of like what if an American football coach coached a soccer? Was it based on a commercial? Yeah, it was a commercial or like an SNL skit, whatever the fuck. And it's like also, hey, remember that movie Kicking and Screaming with Will Ferrell and Mike Ditka that was made in like 2006? Yeah, that's the most popular show on TV now. What if everyone... The power talk- of positive thinking. What if everyone talked about their feelings? Would you like that? Could we have an award if we made Jason Sudeikis talk about his feelings? And we put some hot soccer twinks on the TV for you as well. You're welcome. That rich older lady is pretty hot. Yeah, it's the beauty of television. But boy, what an unpleasant viewing. I'm not into it. What an unpleasant viewing experience that show is. I thought this the other day. I think it should be illegal for people who write television to go to therapy a because it clearly isn't working and they always put it in the show b every show is just 
every fucking new show I watch, characters are talking about like feeling seen and like dealing with stuff and it's like all Twitter speak now. Dude. It's all Twitter therapy, wellness speak. Like someone was sending me screenshots of like that the Star Trek cartoon. Uh, I mean, yeah. Rick and Morty does this, too, that it just becomes about, like, your parents' divorce. Yeah. And I, I was like, after the first season of Rick and Morty, I, I got so out. It, it was, was just, just like, what, why? It, it was suddenly all about goddamn Jerry's feelings. And what, if, it, what if Malcolm in the Middle were just about Lois and, and Hal getting a divorce? Boring. Uh, I don't want to. That's not funny. Uh, Shut up. But Ted Lasso is really like almost the the apotheosis of that trend, where like every episode is about someone having a fake. The other thing is, is like it's still a sitcom, so they're all fake sitcom problems. Still, yeah, all the story they do, the the engine of every story is the same because it's a sitcom, and that's what you're coming there to see. The thing is now, though that they have to talk about sitcom hijinks as if they're trauma. (laughs) You know what I mean? Because, like, people do have trauma. If it was a show about... about, If it was a show that I also wouldn't watch about a soccer team made up... if If it was about the soccer team that ate itself... Yeah, the Brazilian team. The Arge- or yeah, whatever, like that ate itself on the mountain. And it was about their first season back after yeah. the cannibalism it's, incident. It's we are Marshall, but about the cannibal team. And they had to like, I could see that they would have to like, that there would be, it would be called for for there to be scenes where their coach is like, "Hey man, I know you're going through some stuff right now, and if you ever need to talk, let me know." And right. then like. Gave him like an epic bake piece of bacon or something. And smacked him on the ass as he went out of the office. And, uh, but it isn't. It's like, oh, I think my girlfriend's upset with me. And then, like, then you you have to have a like a a scene where your boss unexpectedly is like. You're a right valid lady. You don't need the validation of a man with a mustache. Don't worry about him. Just do your own thing. Tore your hair back in. Listen to some of the black people music, girl. And then, like, what's her name? The The chick from Green Room is just like... That's right. I am valid. And a mil- I'm a valid millionaire. And then then the uh, like the guy on the team that's angry is like too angry and the other guys on the team are like you should oh you should be less angry. You should like be like he's all but angry soccer player. Or play footy with a lot of fury. And they're like, why don't you try 
<laughs> They're all Eric Idle. They're like, why don't you try smiling, governor? That chair would be a lot better if it was Monty Python's Ted Lasso. I like my version of Ted Lasso more where everyone is as broad a stereotype as Ted Lasso. Yeah. Just everyone's like, oh, my teeth are falling out and my parents are cousins. There is. Yeah, he's just a regular. You know what I was thinking about the other day, uh, and I'm glad I thought of him because you know, I the the context I thought of him was that I was hoping that some he wouldn't be consigned to the dustbin of history, but uh, I was I just like it it came back to me. I think I was thinking about all this Russia shit, and uh, but it just came back to me. Do you remember like the three hours on Twitter where we were supposed to believe that, like, the Qatari had whacked Grant Wall. Yeah, that was weird as shit. Like, people were just like, well, just, like, kind of, like, putting it, dipping a toe and saying that the Cutter had him kicked, like, murdered for wearing a, a a pride shirt and not being allowed in a building. Then just already, like, had an aneurysm, right? He had like, COVID. Oh, I thought he just he got like COVID. Died. No, he got COVID and then had like a uh, some sort of uh, comorbidity or whatever. Yeah, he had a co- one of those one heart based comorbidities. It was just a regular tragedy. We don't need to make it a whole thing. It's not an international and incident. I would also like to say that far be it for me to be like, hey, let's. Take it easy on these nice Qatari fellas. Yeah. I was I've been watching some great soccer punditry from our our great friends across the pond. If there's anything they're better at, it's having some insane people on the TV. On is the this an, is this a euphemism for you've been reading David Icke books? No, I've just, <laughs> I've literally just been watching like Irish so- oh. retired soccer players bitching about players not wanting to like fight each other George enough, Best basically yeah it's, like, it's guys like, that used to smoke cigarettes while they played it's just this this just this surly Irish guy who was like a captain of Man United all for like 10 years or something and then just be like so did you ever like ask to be captain he's like I never talked about it to tell you the truth okay oh and he's just like talking about people don't play hard anymore <laughs> it rocks I love it He's basically like their Charles Barkley. I think that's probably good. I think we're wrapping up here. I think we're probably all G. Did you have any? Is there anything? Bud Grant died. Rest in peace. I don't really have many living memories of Bud Grant. Other than being an old guy who didn't wear jackets during winter. He did like the coin flip for the. Who's, who's, the, who's the first Vikings coach you remember? Uh, Mike Tice. Okay. Kind of at least the first one I have like vivid memories of. But Brad Childress is kind of like the formative. Denny Green is my first one. Yeah, I don't really. I remember I don't really Denny. Remember Denny Green? Because like, that's like sort of my first sports media memory. Yeah. In a way, is I just remember everyone being so mad at Denny Green. 
You know what I mean? Like, if you turned yeah. on a radio, you would just hear people being mad about Denny Green. I remember him when he was on the Cardinals. When he was yeah. coaching the Cardinals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, but, but I'm glad I started that tangent before coming back to... I think we're going to wrap it up. I think that's it. Um, We love you. I can't wait for Larry to tell us to listen to definitely listen to the episode he wasn't on. Yeah. And tell us what he thought. We didn't gossip about him at all. No. There's still time. Do we want Is there anything funny we want to say about him? His Twitter handle is pretty funny. Yeah, but we Make don't get a large. I mean, that is funny. That's funny that it wasn't taken. <laughs> yeah. I changed my all. I'm gonna edit this out, but I changed my alts at to uh, something that I was fr- thrilled wasn't taken, which was uh, the fat chick thrilla. Yeah. <laughs> There was, was a wrestler, and that yeah, was, his was Mike Awesome. I think. Yeah, Mike or Awesome, the fat chick thriller. Um, dude, and I have just always loved that as like a thing you would call yourself. Larry has gotten to the part where. Um, uh, good night. Good night. Suicide into suicide. What do I have? Suicide into suicide. Suicide, it's a suicide. What do I have? Suicide, it's a suicide. So you wanna die? Commit suicide. Dial one eight hundred cyanide line. Far as life, yo, it ain't worth it. Put a rope around your neck and jerk it. 